listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Brayden Drake is a California licensed attorney and tax professional. His tagline is, your gay best friend here to help you get your legal, tax, and financial shit legit. Braden works primarily with service-based, creative small business owners through his signature program, Profit Prescription. Braden Drake, I am so happy to welcome you to the new and improved She Means Profit podcast. How are you? Well, I am great. I'm excited to be here. Really thrilled to be uh, maybe your first guest on this new format. You totally are the first guest. Yes. Love it. Yes. Well, I love you and I love how you make taxes and profit and all the stuff that people don't want to do in their business more fun. <laughs> you take the boring out of it. So I love why well, I, I try it. As you know, I told you right now I'm working on some bonus materials on back taxes. Hard to make that fun and sexy. But <laughs> knows I try. I know even I was like, Oh, wow, that sounds like fun. But you know, yeah. what? it's your personality. It's how you present yourself in the world that people are like, Hey, wow, I want to learn this. So I think the work that you're doing is absolutely amazing because we both know how important it is to look at your business as, you know, a traditional business owner. And that means looking under the hood of your business, see what's going on the inside, look at the profitability of your business and, you know, all the tax paying and all that great stuff. Yes. And you know, we're speaking the same language because I work with a lot of, I say my niche is in the creative industry. So I work with a lot of photographers, designers, artists, and I don't know why, but there's this like great disconnect between like creatives and what they think of like a traditional business being like, I always think they think that if you're going to go out and like get startup capital and you want to become like the next Zuckerberg, that's like just a different business and you have to treat it differently. It's like, no girl, you need to be profitable. Get your shit together. Exactly. You know, and what's more important, (laughs) revenue or profit? Profit. Yes, absolutely. You can't have profit without revenue, but if you have revenue and it's not making profit, then essentially it's kind of fruitless. Yeah. It's a lot of work for a little reward. Exactly. So profit is what you get to keep for yourself at the end of the day. And that lines your pockets with money and it increases your net worth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's not to love about it? Yeah, Melissa, I feel like you'll really like this. I started talking about, I think it's, I'm going to start using this in my marketing as a type of tagline, but I call it the client to piggy bank pipeline. And I talk about <laughs> how like, basically your money like goes down like a series of pipes, right? If we think about like water pipes. And the first step is like client to business bank account. And you have to have, you know, relatively low expenses or just high margins for the money to exist there. And then we got to get the money from the business bank account to the personal bank account. And then from the personal bank account to your retirement account. And this is where people get a little kind of like lost in the shuffle because there's like 18 different steps in there and like four different professionals you can talk about. And this is where I kind of come in because I go like pretty broad. And then I have a lot of fun referral partners like you. But I love how you simplified that, right? Like just the pipeline, 
you know, I could see the picture clearly in my mind. And that really simplifies it for people because there are so many finance professionals out there. People don't know where to turn. You've got your CPAs, you've got your CFOs, your bookkeepers, your financial advisors. I mean, it gets a little overwhelming to keep track of who does what, right? Oh, yeah. So speaking of who does what, tell us about the (laughs) services that you're offering, because I know you've got some great stuff coming out and some great existing stuff. Yes. Well, I do a little bit of everything, but for clarity and context, my background, I'm actually an attorney. So I'm a California licensed attorney. I do small business law, but I also have a master's degree in tax law. So it's a master's degree at a law school. I'm not a CPA, although I'm constantly mistaken for one because I'm always talking about taxes. But what I've decided to do is because what we just talked about, right? There's like so many different people who do so many different things and people don't know where to go. So I get really specific into business formation and quarterly taxes and the stuff that's like really in my wheelhouse. And then I cover basics on trademarks, intellectual property, cash flow management, personal finance management, and business systems. And I kind of give people what for me is a really ideal overall roadmap, what to do in which order, which systems to get in place first. And then once you get to certain points in your business, I recommend that people go hire a CFO at a certain point hire a bookkeeper at a different point, file a trademark with a trademark attorney at a different point. And then from, you know, if we want to get nosy about the internals of my business, a lot of those people pay me referral fees. So I have a membership and that's kind of everything works. And I think it's doing a great service to my students, also helping out other professionals who want to do like higher level, higher touch work and everyone wins. It's a good system. So everything that you just covered, that's in your membership that you offer? Yes. That's incredible value, right? Because like not a lot of people (laughs) cover all of that. It's typically you need to go to different places to find different things. So I I love that you're covering taxes and trademarks. That's like a one-stop shop right there. Like that's amazing. So what I do is I teach very specifically like how to do LLC and escort formation. I give contract templates. So there's some stuff that goes very specific with like the trademark things. With that kind of stuff, I'm helping people determine like, do you need a trademark? When do you need a trademark? And then if you do, okay, you do need to go hire someone because I'm not really going to teach you how to DIY. That's kind of a mess waiting to happen. Yeah, that's really good advice because yeah, I would definitely not (laughs) recommend a DIY on that too. But it's interesting that you talk about if you need one versus when you're ready to trademark. Yeah, trademarks. I teach this concept called the layers of protection. I say it's like layers of clothing. The amount of layers you live is variable on the weather, how much risk you have in your business, lots of, I teach with a lot of analogies, right? And I call insurance and contracts, the essential layers. These are like your undergarments, right? And then you have some (laughs) other things that's like your t-shirt and your shorts and trademark is kind of like a coat. It's more circumstantial. And if you have a unique brand, or if you're investing a lot of money into your brand, yes, you definitely need to trademark. But a lot of people, when they're in the beginning, they're like changing their name every other day, and they might have something that's too generic to really be protectable, in which case you might not need it just yet. So I love that how you just broke it down like the undergarments versus the (laughs) t-shirts. That's another great analogy. Let's talk about the undergarments. Because often I find people or business owners aren't considering the basics that they need to protect themselves. And this definitely affects profitability because of the consequences of what happens when you get caught without your underwear on. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and I know we're really speaking the same language here because I used to. And this is what we all learned as business owners, right? Messaging. Messaging is so important. I hired a messaging coach last year because I realized it was where I was really falling flat in my own programs. 
And what kind of dawned on me is like, no one really cares about contracts. No one cares about LLCs. Like in the broad scheme of things, why do we all care? And it's exactly what you just pointed out. I said, well, especially during COVID, I work with a lot of wedding professionals. And a lot of the ones that didn't have sound contracts were getting tons of refunds in 2020. They were rebooking events in 2021. So they were like being double booked in 2021 without making any more money. And these are all ways that your contract actually impacts your profitability, right? Same thing with your LLC. It really disrupts your client to piggy bank pipeline. If, you know, part of that pipeline gets destroyed when people are going after your personal assets. So at the end of the day, all the legal protections that we're doing are just ways to protect your bank account. Maybe your personal bank account, your business bank account, whatever. It's super important. And at the end of the day, not everyone's money motivated in the sense that they'd like to see huge numbers in order to get a sense of accomplishment. But I think the people who are not motivated in that sense are usually freedom motivated. And you got to make a certain amount of money to have time freedom to be able to travel, do whatever it is you want to do, retire eventually. And all of this really, at the end of the day, circles back to having comprehensive systems in your business. Absolutely. And would you recommend doing that right from the get-go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the contracts and insurance... They're pretty much a must for everybody. Like these are relatively inexpensive ways you can get started. If people need contracts, quick self-promotion, I sell a contract vault. People in my membership get automatic access to it, but it's only $30. And at this point, I have about 30 different contract templates in there. Most people think it's like a joke when they see it because most attorneys charge $300 per contract I was just going to say like that is super cheap. Yeah, it's economy of scale, right? So I started offering it just a few months ago, and we've sold like over 400 at this point, which has been fantastic. Amazing. But Melissa, I will give you our affiliate code for that. We can share it all over the place. <laughs> I will I do share it all over the place because yeah, that do, is a I steal. $10, $10 referral commissions. Why not? But if you're a brand new business owner and you're like, Brayden, I have no money, you can find $30, get your contracts, and then definitely make a line item in your budget for insurance. From there, I recommend part of the basics is super basic bookkeeping with a spreadsheet. Make sure mm -hmm. you have a separate business bank account. You can open one for free. I'm an affiliate for Novo. That's who I recommend. And that handful of things, right? Like you can set all of these things up like in a half a day, a full day. Those are the bare bones essentials if you are just getting started and you need to make sure you have your stuff together. Yeah. I mean, when I work with clients, typically the clients that I work with, you know, they've been in business for a couple of years now. They're getting to that point where they're really, you know, they've got systems in place, they're generating revenue and they want to grow and scale their business. Mm -hmm. Yet mm -hmm. so many of them don't have business insurance in place or contracts or are protecting themselves legally. So as an accountant, as a CPA, that gives me a minor heart attack because I am aware of the cost of this risk. And as a CPA, I'd love to mitigate risk for business owners, right? So I'd love that you offer this and it's such an affordable price. So literally nobody has an excuse now to not protect themselves legally, right? Correct. Absolutely. So your services are invaluable. So do you have anything else coming down the pipeline that you want to share with us today? Yeah, so I have the second edition of my book will be out, I'm hoping for late July, but it's kind of waiting on me to get the final edited version to my book editor. You know how that works. Everything <laughs> yeah. takes several steps down the pipeline. But my book, um, swear warning for everybody, both my podcast and my book are titled Unfuck Your Biz. So they can love it. To my podcast. <laughs> But the book, I'm just updating it with like a few tax law changes and just a few ways that I teach things differently now. So I think I added like 30 pages to a 300 page book. So not a lot is changing, but we're going to redesign it a little bit. It'll be fun. So that'll be out in July. 
as far as other things right now everything i offer is on evergreen so nothing super wild coming down the pipe in the summertime other than just me continuing to promote what it is uh we're already doing that's fantastic and the thing i especially love about you is that you put a lot of effort into putting these manuals training books and books together (laughs) right like if i've never met a content creator like you I mean, I literally haven't. I consider myself to be a content creator, but you blow it out of the water. Did I show you our ProfitRx textbooks? You did. And show us again. And for those (laughs) listening, like these are the textbooks that you find when you go to post-secondary education. Yeah, they're huge, which is awesome because I bet they're packed with a ton of valuable information and probably don't touch on the fluff that business owners don't really need to concern themselves with. Just get to the real meat and potatoes of what you need yeah. to be doing to protect your business. Yeah, I do like to tell potential students of mine, like, don't worry. This is kind of like, what did they call those, like, choose your own adventure fiction books we used to read in elementary school, you know, where they'd oh, be yeah, like, I forgot about those. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you kind can of choose like, like the next step you take or something. Yes, exactly. It's like, well, I'm going to advise everyone to do an LLC. But you know, if your risk is very low, and you're new, you might opt not to do that, in which case you're going to skip this entire 100 page chapter. Okay. In other circumstances, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm like, I'm going to tell you all for the next three pages how a C corporation works. Not because you really need to know because none of you probably should be forming C corporations. But inevitably, three of you are going to I want to ask me a lot of detailed questions about it. So I'm just going to explain it to you here. So, you know, feel free to skip ahead if you want. It's a lot of that. Um, And a lot of me telling people in my programs, I divide people into stages of business, which are largely revenue based. And at the end of the program, we have a section just called maintenance. And that's where we have you kind of track your stages. And once you hit like stage three, for example, I have notes on the modules and lessons you should revisit because those are probably systems that you skipped when you went through the program originally. And one of those is like set up QuickBooks because I actually don't recommend that for most beginner business owners. We do that like in stage two, S corps are for stage three business owners. So it's kind of a cyclical process, which is how the materials get pretty robust. And then of course, like I mentioned right now, I'm working on my Unfuck Your Tax bonus course. And that entire course will only really be needed by probably about 10% of my students. Which is awesome. I mean, it's great that the resources are there. Now, I'm glad that you brought up LLC, S-Corps, and C-Corps. Because as you know, I'm a Canadian and... Your system is a little bit more complicated than ours because we either incorporate or we don't. Mm -hmm. And we have private corporations, professional corporations, and regular corporations, right? So can you just briefly touch on the difference between LLC, S-Corp, and C-Corp and when a business owner would typically be ready for those? Yes. Okay, let's do that. This is where you can tell I'm a podcast host because sometimes I also can't help myself because I want to ask you a quick question. (laughs) Under the Canadian system, are those options just liability shields or do they actually have tax differences? There's no tax differences as far as I understand, but let me put that little disclaimer out there that I am not a tax expert. Taxes are not my passion. But what it is, is if you're a professional, like a CPA, a professional engineer, any type of professional, then you get a professional corporation. 
if you are offering, you know, just regular services, you either incorporate under your province or you can incorporate federally. All right. Yeah. So, and then there's there's public corporations. Got it. Okay. So one of these days I want to have a Canadian, a UK and an Australian tax pro come do guest expert sessions in my membership. We'll have to chat about that. But awesome. to dig yes. into like the US differences, LLCs are solely a vehicle for liability protection. So they're taxed in the US and LLC is taxed the same as a sole proprietorship. There's no difference. The IRS calls an LLC a disregarded entity. So what I always make the joke, I always say, picture that Mariah Carey meme, not like not everyone gets this reference. But in like 2001, someone asked Mariah Carey about JLo and Mariah Carey said, I don't know her. And it became, yeah, like, I remember that. Thing, right? <laughs> I don't know her. Who is that? Right. She's a total diva. And I was like, the IRS is kind of a diva too. LLCs are formed at our state level. And from a federal level, it's like they don't exist. So you get liability protection, but they're taxed the same as a sole proprietorship. You can elect for your LLC to be taxed as a sole prop, or you can, well, the default is a sole prop, or you can elect for it to be taxed under a certain tax code we have here, which is subchapter S of our tax code. And that's where we would say that you have an S corporation. I also always make the really bad joke that if it were up to me, we would call S corporations, corporations that have made an quote unquote S election. And then we would have S LLCs, which are LLCs that have made an S election. But you know, I don't really have time for that marketing campaign. <laughs> but you make the S election and then the tax is treated differently. And we can go into as little or as much detail about that as you want. The questions I get is like, when am I ready for an LLC? Do I need an LLC or an, or an S Corp? And I'm like, talk to your tax expert because I am well, not the person. <laughs> sure. so let's go through the basics, right? Here's another analogy for your people. I talk about the LLC in terms of a magic bubble of protection. And I always tell people to think about the movie, The Wizard of Oz, because we've all seen it. When Glinda floats down in our bubble, like that's our magic bubble of protection. But we replace Glinda with our business. And if anyone were to sue us, let's think worst case scenario, our business explodes, but the magic bubble like keeps everything contained and it protects everything we own on the outside of that bubble, our home, our retirement, our cars from the shrapnel of that explosion. That's the purpose of liability protection. And that's what the LLC provides, right? A lot of people will say, well, Braden, I don't really need that. I don't have any assets. And what I'll tell them is I'll say legal judgments typically will stick to you for 10 or more years. So are you planning on being judgment-proof, having no assets for the next 10 years? No. Like, why would you plan that? So you never know where you're going to go. So an LLC is always a good idea. That's the legal basics. Once you do an S-Corp, we get these special tax benefits, and you have to put yourself on payroll through a payroll provider, and you have to pay yourself a reasonable minimum salary under the law, which varies based on industry, but typically we're talking forty to $60,000 if you're at like $100,000 in revenue or profit. And then once you have a million dollar business, your salary is probably going to be like 120. It doesn't get like exponentially higher. But the key is your salary in the US, we pay income taxes to the IRS. And we also pay self-employment taxes, which pay for our Medicare and all our social security systems. So when we have an employer, our employer handles that when we're self-employed, we have to take care of that ourselves. And it's a 15.3% tax on top of our income tax. When you are a sole prop and you have an LLC without an S election, you pay that 15.3% on all business profit. When you have an S corp, you only pay the 15.3% on your salary. So the lower your salary, the less of that 15.3% that you make. So 
all of the profit is not subject. So Melissa, I'll give you a math problem real quick. If you're down, you're a finance whiz. So this will be easy. Oh God, are you put me on the spot? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like quiz you. I'm going to quiz you. But you get the numbers. So we don't have to over explain them, right? So if the business has like 100K in gross revenue and only $20,000 in business expenses, what's our profit? $80,000. $80,000, right. And we do research and we determine that the reasonable salary for this business owner needs to be $60,000. Mm-hmm. Then we would have, I would call this profit after reasonable salary. Like what would that be? So you said it's 20,000. 20,000. So 20,000 is the amount on which we're not paying self-employment tax. So 15.3% tax. So in short, that has now saved us $3,060 in taxes. And that's how the S corp works in short. That's very interesting. Like for me, it feels very backwards because it's kind of like made up, right? But the, I always kind of explain it from this perspective. I'm like, if you are like a C-suite level executive in a large corporation, you're going to be put on a salary, right? And your salary, you pay self-employment tax on salary. And the reason why is because our Medicare and Social Security is only collected on what the IRS considers to be earned income. So Mm. passive income, if you're making investments and stuff like that, it's not earned income, like it's not subject to self-employment tax. So if you get dividend distributions and payouts, at a corporate level, that's considered passive income. And in my, from my perspective, the S corp just allows all of us other folks to get the same kind of tax treatment and benefit that these big wigs and these large corporations get. Okay. Yeah. I understand the reasoning now that you've explained it. I can see why they would do it that way, but uh-huh. I am most uh-huh. impressed with how you can simplify things and explain them so people can understand them. So amazing. Well, thank, you. thank you so much for that. Yeah, I've had a with about 300 podcast episodes and many speaking engagements, I've had a lot of practice <laughs> to fine tune the message. But Melissa, like you've also highlighted, this is why when I did my master's in tax, our professors told us all the time that the US is considered to have the most complex tax system in the world. Mm. And I often tell people the reason why is because we have like our base rules and then most laws that we create are actually tax benefits. They're ways in which we can reduce our tax but it makes it more complicated, right? So I'm like, if you're doing your tax return and it feels like also the more income you have, the more complicated it gets because there's more forms. But at the end of the day, it turns into this complex web where you know they could just reduce the tax rate and eliminate tons and tons of deductions and benefits and carve outs. And it would simplify things, but it would also piss a lot of people off. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Now, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I've loved our conversation. And I know it's super valuable for business owners to understand this and protect themselves. So how can people find you? Yes. Well, first of all, since I know your folks are podcast listeners, they should go subscribe and tune in to Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden. Make sure you put the asterisk for the U or it probably won't pop up. That was probably a mistake on my part. But tune into the podcast. Um, I do profit reports on my own. Like I basically share my own P&L every month, which I think we're all inherently nosy. So people like that. Uh, awesome. I interviewed you. You were Yes, on my you show did. And I loved it. Thank ago. you. So that's great. Everyone should go listen to that. Um, I also have a free Facebook group par- called Braden's Besties. And then my membership is called Profit RX. That's my primary program. And then if you're not quite ready for the membership, people should definitely buy the contract vault. Awesome. And we are going to keep all the links in the show notes for people to access very easily. And Brayden, do you have any parting words for our listeners today? 
I would just say get profitable, make some money, make sure that you're tracking your expenses. Yeah, love the P word, stick to the P word and make sure that you keep tuning in to this awesome podcast so Melissa can share more wisdom with you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brayden. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group. 